0: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
1: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards, episode 60 for us, guys, with SB Nation's Bullets Fred writer Ben Mehich, and myself, Anthony Citadino, we are your hosts. You are now Lockdown Wizards. Thank you so much for tuning in whenever you may be making this a part of your day. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen to podcasts. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into the Wizards' latest loss against the Toronto Raptors' heartbreaking loss Monday night. And, guys, we have so many questions to get into that you asked um, on Twitter, our loyal subscribers. So, yes, we'll be getting into all that later in the show. But first, we want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room, a live podcasting platform which we will be using soon. Ben, my brother, hope all is well. We just got done watching a heartbreaker my friend Gary Trent Jr played a big role in um the heartbreaking on Monday night Wizards take a big L to the Toronto Raptors 103 to 101 the Wizards led the entire game the Raptors they take their first lead in the in the fourth quarter and yeah we we saw some lackluster defense and Ben it really ended up with a Gary Trent Jr buzz, buzzer beating shot with about uh 3 or 4 seconds left um he took it down the length of the court looked pretty uh comfortable doing it made it look pretty effortlessly and uh took it right there to the last second at the end right there howl Neto was very upset he thought he got um a push off of of gary trent jr he fell i want to get your thoughts on this how what does this loss mean right now in the season was this loss um you know was this the nail in the coffin for the season was uh what was how Neto fouled? I mean, should we be upset with this loss? How are you, how are you doing? And give us your thoughts, my friend.
2: My friend Anthony called this a heartbreaking loss, but I'd say 95% of Wizards fans jumped out of their seats and in, in 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 jubilation when they saw Gary Trenton hit that shot. Um it's it's interesting that we're recording this on the eve of the national championship game because every loss counts at this point in the season. The Toronto Raptors aren't making the playoffs. The Washington Wizards aren't making the playoffs. What counts right now are the lottery balls. And Russell Westbrook hit that shot at the end. It looked like he was going to lead the Wizards to victory against the Raptors. Funnily enough, I wanted to just do the Monday morning, Tuesday mailbag. Uh, but Anthony was like, man, we, let's talk about the Raptors game in case something crazy happens. And lo and behold, Gary Trent hits that shot, gives the Washington Wizards another lottery ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the the flop by Howell Neto there. You just got to play defense straight up. He didn't do it. Wizards lose. Uh, really not much else to mention here. Anthony Gill got some playing time. Drew a charge at the end there, a key charge. Garrison Matthews, 5 for 7, 17 points. Uh, Fred Katz, as he always does, smartly pointed out that the Wizards, upon gaining a 19-point nine point lead, kind of stepped away from finding Matthews and Davis Bertans who were leading them in the first half course the Wizards blew that 19 point lead and lost the game so really another Wizards game I guess right another loss and at this point in the season a good thing for the Wizards who need all the lottery balls they can get because this roster is putrid this coaching staff is confused and the roster makes no sense so the more lottery balls the better wow Ben our our favorite
1: host Ben sounds incredibly enthused win or lose I feel like you would have had the same reaction um can we, can we get your take this far in the season? Have we lost you? I don't know if Scott Brooks has lost the locker room, but have we, the yeah. lock, Lockdown Wizards, have we lost you, Ben?
2: You're never going to lose me. I'm here. I mean, we, we <laughs> record a podcast every day. Who else is doing what we're doing? We're talking about the Washington Wizards every day. No one. Even Scott Brooks takes a day off, and we don't. I mean, oh, no good. Good, Good homie. I don't want to. Yeah, Scott Brooks takes most of the days off, but I didn't say that. A lot of people say that.
1: No, no, no. We can't. We can't afford to lose you. But Ben, you're like you're you're right. Uh,
2: at this point in the season, it is. I mean, when
1: we're talking in terms of, of lot, lottery purposes, they do want to lose as many games as possible to try and you know get, get the highest pick, right? Uh, that, that still is not the plan for Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Scott you know Scott Brooks, and you know in company. So they're going to continue to. Try and win games, of course, but Ben, obviously, it's just not happening. Thirty-second <laughs> loss of the season, and and it's it doesn't look like it's getting any better, Ben. And this game, I mean, they they led for three three quarters, go, led for uh, the the first half of the fourth, and and Ben, they just uh, they really lost it there at the end. Um, Toronto was just getting stops, hitting shots. Um, I know Davis Berton stepped up. He was hitting shots, and so was uh, Garrison Matthews. Ben Denny Advia, too. Second double double of his career. He played 40 minutes. Ben, what what did you see went wrong though? I mean, I I know we I, I know from what you said. I mean, losing is good at this point in the season. But I mean, what went wrong there late in the game? I mean, I really just saw a, a, just a complete change on the defensive end. Just just there was no more stops being made, uh, and the the Raptors just had such, such great energy to close out the game. Well, the they Raptors move the you-
2: ball well, like no matter who's playing for this team. And right now, obviously they're not the championship team. They were a couple of years ago. They had DeAndre Bembry playing point guard. He's not a point guard. Uh, Malachi Flynn, 34 minutes off the bench. So they're kind of in the similar boat as the Wizards. They're playing a bunch of young guys that they're trying to figure out what they have in, but no matter what the Wizards or the Raptors have an offense, they move the ball. Well, they get their big men involved. The, the, the guards swing the ball. The Wizards, down the stretch, they stopped doing that. Russell Westbrook went one for nine in the fourth quarter, I believe. The ball stopped moving. Garrison Matthews and and Bertans were the only players right. who had right. good nights, really, on the offensive side of the ball. Didn't touch it anymore. And that's what the Wizards do. They shoot themselves in the foot time and time again. Uh, little interesting note here, Anthony. The team's winning percentage is 35% right now. Last year, they were ninth. Uh, in the in the Eastern Conference at 35%. So this team is just as bad as they were last year, despite trading John Wall for Russell Westbrook, despite Scott Brooks having another roster, a, a year to evaluate the roster, despite Tommy Shepard having a year to build on this team, this team is somehow just as bad, if not worse, than last year. So uh, not to sound like I'm poo-pooing on this oh, team yeah. or or, the, or, or yes. what the Wizards have been doing, but...
1: No, you're uh, not. You're not, Ben. They scored... Ben, listen, you should be. You should they scored fifteen to close the game out in the fourth quarter, yeah no, it's no not good. it's not looking bright and and no one should be blaming a person in in your position to be saying these things because that's just that's what the season has come to, and that 's what you know Tommy Shepard has really given to us, Scott Brooks has given to us
2: yeah, and, and here 's the thing though, we knew scott brooks's teams had trouble closing games back in his day in Oklahoma City like that he relied on his offensive talent to kind of get the ball and figure it out. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. Even when you have a Bradley Beard and Russell Westbrook certainly doesn't help when you just have a Russell Westbrook in the roster that they played with on Monday night. So when you say things like, Oh, they right. scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, 15 points in the fourth quarter. Like, of course, like the team doesn't move the ball. Well, they're amongst the last teams in the league and passes per game. They rely on isolation basketball without enough talent on the team. It works when you have James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook, in their primes. It doesn't, well, it doesn't work when you have Anthony Gill, Chandler Hutchinson out there who combined for one for 11 uh, you, This offense needs to be more creative. Scott Brooks has to be more creative. And at this point in the year, he hasn't shown that he can do that. And it's hard to do that. The roster's not good. And the coaching staff hasn't right. been good enough to elevate the roster. So it's all very bad. But the good, good part is lottery balls. And I hate to say it. But that is good for the Wizards because they need talent desperately. And the way you get talent is through the draft if you're the Wizards because they're not going to sign anybody. They're not going to trade for anybody. So you have to land on these top picks. And if you're the Wizards, you need to get one of the top top four picks because these top four picks who we'll talk about a little later are game changers. So, Anthony, before we do that, before we talk about who the Wizards might end up getting, I want to talk about Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. It's the app that everyone is using nowadays. It's free, and once you're in, you can talk to me, Anthony, other fans, athletes, and insiders at real time. It's the perfect place to start or join the conversation. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and honestly, all you can imagine. We'll be hosting those soon at Lockdown Wizards. We'll share at Lockdown Wizards Twitter once we go live. Um, go download the locker room app now it's currently available on the ios device be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join the locked on nba for updates you can follow us again at lockdown wizards on twitter so you know when we go live it's locker room and it's changing the way we talk sports anthony you know i'm a big car guy i absolutely love my honda who i call harold whenever i have issues with harold i got rockauto.com It's always reliable. It's low price. Why would I ever want to break the bank, spend twice as much money for the same parts when I can go to rockauto.com, save some money, but also get the same parts that I want. It's the best prices by the same professionals and do it yourselfers Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. It's locked on at rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, on Monday, we we put out a call to action for our faithful listeners and said, you know, let's do a little Monday morning mailbag that you're listening to on Tuesday. I know that these guys have been anxious to get involved as a show. Maybe a little preview for what we're going to do on locker room but it's a good question we got from agent zero burner on twitter given that we're on the eve of the championship game at this point the listeners know who the national champion is but that doesn't take away from his question he asked who is the right, ideal right. draft pick for the wizards in terms of fit and talent and that's presuming the wizards have a top five Ooh. pick Ooh, bad
1: i know i think i know your answer here man let's how i mean i out of all, out of all these top picks i would love the Wizards to get. I mean, really, really any of these guys that we're talking about. I mean, when it comes to Kate Cunningham, uh, Suggs, Evan Mobley, I mean, any of these guys, but Ben, my, my pick, if, if you're picking anyone, I want to go with the Kate Cunningham. Uh, His type of skill set seems to be uh, absolutely NBA ready. He killed it at Oklahoma state and yeah, Ben, he, um, he seems like a, he seems like just just an absolute like superstar college talent that is um that's his games going to translate really really nicely to the NBA uh, and and I hope it does I uh, I I'd love to go with him but I would not be mad with a uh, with um an Evan Mobley or um who's currently playing for for Gonzaga Suggs who just hit that unbelievable shot I mean Ben I don't know if you saw but that the the semifinal game for the Final Four he hit an absolutely unbelievable half court shot.
2: Yeah, that's the thing about the Wizards, right? Beggars can't be choosers. There's not one position that they have on lock besides Bradley Beal's position. And even that's kind of up in the air because you could call tomorrow and say, I want out. Mm -hmm. So if the Wizards can get a top shooting guard, you get a top shooting guard. If you can get a power forward or a center that you desperately need, you do that. I think you're right. The Wizards could use more star power, someone that can just reinvigorate the franchise, someone to build around. Because if Brad leaves... We, the Wizards need someone to build around tomorrow. And, 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 it's more than likely going to happen.
1: Brad, right. like, At some point, Brad's going to leave before his prime's over, right?
2: The Wizards aren't in a position to even consider it, though. I mean, they just need to grab the best player at the position, right? Or, oh, at, 100,
1: or oh 100%. And that's, I mean, Ben, f- for that question right there, as if you were in the GM spot, would, would you approach every draft like that? Or would you go more based on, a, on position?
2: That's a great question, Anthony. And and it's something I've been thinking about with the Wizards. They have been going with just best player available, right? I mean, you drafted Rui Hachimura. And then a year later, you draft Danny Abdiah, who's really... Plays the same position. I get it. They're hybrid forwards. They can both play multiple positions and whatnot. But really, if you're going to play them, they're probably going to be the second forward on the floor. Mm-hmm. And the Wizards said, you know what? We'll see what they- we have in them. And if it push comes to shove and you have to pick between the two, at least we'll know. And I think that's right. the way the Wizards have to keep going because nobody on this roster is a right. blue-chip sort of franchise face. I mean, exactly. Rui, Rui and Denny both have a ton of potential. Rui has shown that he can play. Really- Not
1: mad at those picks no. at all. I don't Not know about all. you.
2: Not at all, of course, yeah. but... But the Wizards need to just take the best player available. And, and this is where talent 100%. evaluation is really interesting because you could ask anybody. I mean, it's really tough. I get that Kate Cunningham is probably the consensus top pick. But, hey, right. Jalen Suggs could be the best player in the draft. So can Evan 100%. Mobley. So can Jonathan Cunningham. We don't know.
1: No one knows right now. Right? That's what I mean. I mean, we, we only can go off of what these rankings are, and these rankings always get jumbled no matter what it is. But, Ben, um, I agree 100%. Um, with what you just said, you you can never go by um you know position unless like this is the NFL. I mean, if you need right. a quarterback, you need a quarterback, right? But this is the NBA. You go best player available, no matter what it is, and that's just that's just what it is. Uh, that's what the Wizards should keep doing. And Ben, if they get a top three pick, they're going to be very pleased with the. Uh, they selection. need it. That's
2: that's the thing with the Washington Wizards. They need it. It's not like they're one of these uh, young teams that have already like young players on their roster that they can build around that franchise faces. They're not a Memphis Grizzlies that have a John Morant. They're not a Pelicans with a Brandon Ingram and a Zion. They're, they're a wizards team with, with some interesting young players, but nobody that really moves the needle. So the wizards, this right. is where it gets interesting for me, Anthony. Um, who's going to make these picks if they don't trust Tommy Shepard, how, how I mean, you been really, we're talking to, you can't ben. let him make these picks, right?
1: Well, right now they're in a position, Ben, that they're literally two decisions away from a total rebuild. Right. With Bradley Beal with the and, and, and Russell Westbrook, they are they're pretty much in, in that er, like in that in that era for, for what they're trying to do. And and they're and they're pretty close because Brad, I mean, he's twenty seven. He's twenty seven years old. He's he's not old, but he's not young. He's not young like these guys are. So I mean the like the train is leaving soon. I mean, they have to they have to uh really you know I don't want to say it, but, you know, pooper, get off the pot, you know, right. Like at, at some point to try and, to try and figure out what, what their identity truly is. But Ben, because at some point, are you going to draft, are you going to continue drafting like these young guys to go with with Brad and, and Russ? I mean, to see what, I mean, that they can't afford, like we always talk about, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like a half rebuild right now. So, so yeah, Ben um, with, if, if they do get a top three pick this year, I mean, they they really should just continue considering this rebuild because let's say they get a Cade Cunningham. I mean, why? I mean, right now, at that that point, that'd be a a fine time to rebuild with all their young talent.
2: You get a Cade Cunningham, if you're the Wizards, you need to make sure he has the ball in his hands a lot. You can't put him next to a Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal because he's just going to end up another 20 He won't get the ball. He, yeah, he won't, he won't get the ball. And that's not why you're drafting him first or second overall, whatever he ends up going. You're and that's
1: not him. why you're keeping Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook around. Exactly. you get top picks like that, you should be, like, growing the team around them. And, and yeah, no, Ben, it, this this will be a big swing, especially if they're able to get one of these kids, even even a Jalen Suggs or an Evan Mobley. All these guys, are they're, they're, they're top, top picks, so that will be... Um, quite interesting to see because um, they are, they're entering that, that zone of, hey, we gotta, we got to make a decision. We're gonna treat, you know.
2: The ownership group in Washington has to be more assertive here because if you're going to make a front office change, you can't let Tommy Shepard pick third, where you're choosing between a Cunningham, Kaminga, Suggs, or Mobley, where these guys are so close, where any of them can go number one. You can't let your GM, who you're going to fire, pick that guy. You have to have someone in place who you're going to trust for the long term. If you're going to rebuild and have a top three. That's the three thing. We don't,
1: we don't know if Tommy Shepard is going to be out at the end of the season. Right now, it seems that 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 Scott Brooks will not start another year with, with the Washington Wizards. I don't know if it's that if, – right. if it is that definite for Tommy Shepard. Right, Ben? I mean, I, I really don't think it is right now. But, we again, we just don't know what's going to happen after this season. But you're right. You want – Ownership needs to make that decision. That's completely on them. It's really which important. literally it all fall
2: Yeah. It's really important I mean, besides before this draft. This isn't a regular Denny Avdia type of draft, with all due respect to Denny Avdia, or a Rui Hachimura type of draft. If you get a top four pick in this year's draft, it's going it could alter the face of your franchise for the next ten years. That's how good some it, of these players are.
1: It so will be a really draft like that it, if they fall to
2: ten though. If they fall to ten then the, then I mean if they i, I don't even I, that is the w- absolute worst case scenario for the wizards if they fall out of top 4 with this with this record that's the absolute worst case scenario for the wizards
1: very very easy to i mean with these new with the new rule Ben, i mean the bottom top 3 teams have the same percent i'm pretty yeah. sure a 17.5% chance to get the to to get the, you know top top 3 pick or whatever it is and um Hey man, there's teams down there right now. It's uh, you know, the, the Timberwolves, Houston. Um, you got you got Orlando. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of teams that that, that are that are right there uh, with the Wizards, Cleveland. That <laughs> oh my God. You, you, you never know. You never know. I can't know. believe I we're mean, talking seriously. About this. I'm I'm t- listen, and you're talking to a guy who who has the same conversation with everyone about the Knicks every single year about, about their lottery chances this year for them. It's not looking like it. Hopefully if they can continue their success for the next 20 or so games, then they can, they can hop into the playoffs. But I'm not saying don't get your hopes up because I don't want to be a downer, but I'm just saying, yes, it's, you know, lottery night. There's heartbreaking nights, lottery night. That's all I'm saying. You you, you never know. I mean, New Orleans got
2: the number one pick. And the Wizards were one lottery ball away from getting Zion, by the way, but if you want to there, but right. yeah, the Wizards can't go wrong with any of these guys. They need anybody they can get They're talent deprived. They need a young, young player to really reinvigorate the team. Uh, what they have now is not cutting it. And uh, Rui and Denny will have to take another massive step if they want to become those players. And right now they don't have any of those guys in the roster. So, Hey, I guess you throw a dart at the wall and hope you get Cunningham coming a Suggs or Mobley, and uh, you'll be completely satisfied with that if you're the Wizards.
1: But, yeah, Ben, we got to get to more questions after the break. But first, we've been telling you about Built Bar all season. It's the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Uh, Built Bar is amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which bar is the best, and it is Built Bar Madness. This is coming in right after the national championship, but it is the Built Bar Championship. We got Coconut Brownie Chunk versus Cookie Dough Chunk. These are the championship finalists. My favorite, I can't lie, is Cookie Dough Chunk. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of coconut lovers out there go to BuiltBar.com and vote for the best tasting protein bar ever um, and you'll and you'll find out what the who the winner is tomorrow so go to BuiltBar.com or at @billbar on twitter remember remember to use that promo code lockdown15 to get 15% off your next order that is lockdown15 to get 15% off your next order at billbar.com and check out um, tomorrow who won today's matchup and who will become the national champion of Best tasting protein bars. Guys, we also got to get into Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Ben uses it. He loves it for all his NBAs, college hoop, and NHL. Bet Online even co- covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real time updated odds, and prop bets on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up today. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKED ON. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Pro, uh, Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts follow the lockdown nba draft podcast on the audacity app or whenever or wherever you get podcasts ben we gotta get um into more of these uh these questions from our faithful listeners from from our faithful subscribers and we we, we put out the question today and of course we knew the questions were going to flood in about our favorite coach scotty brooks Ben, were you surprised by this? I mean, how many questions did we get about Scott Brooks?
2: I'd say probably 70% of the questions were, we got uh, were <laughs> Scott Brooks-related. So obviously, for time's sake, we didn't want to name everybody. Um, I think Wizards lead asked, uh, asked a more poignant question in the sense that I think Anthony and I both agree, and I think most people around the NBA, most people who cover the league understand that when your team's 17 and 32, uh, 15 games below 500, but the expectations of Wizards came uh, into the season with mm-hmm. having Russell Westbrook Beale, re-signing Bertans for 80 million dollars. I get the injuries. I get the COVID. I get it hasn't been ideal, but the record is what it is, and the Wizards aren't haven't been very good even when healthy. So we're under the impression that Scott Brooks won't come back. So Wizards' lead is asking you, Anthony, who do you want to replace Scott Brooks if and when he's not brought back? I don't know if you have any names off the top of your head. What direction generally you'd like to see the Wizards going? But uh, I guess it's an interesting question posed by Wizards Elite there. Wow, I mean, wow, we are
1: just giving up on Scotty Brooks, huh, guys out there? Oh, everyone, everyone, out, everyone on Twitter seems to have given up on Scott Brooks. <laughs> and he, honestly, honestly, I am. I'm more new to Twitter, and wow, I mean, honestly, seeing seeing the uh, the Washington Wizards NBA Twitter world, it it's just vicious for Scott Brooks. All I mean, but hey, what can you do? Um, that's, like it, that, that's like that in most uh, sports markets when you are the worst te- uh, defensive team in basketball. <laughs> Any names that really jump out? Um, not really right now that are on the market. There's always an array of names right after uh, the season when yeah. guys are fired, knocked off the chop block. Right now, there, there are a few notable guys that have not really gotten the love that we, might, that we may need to talk about. Um Mark Jackson has been sitting, you know, doing doing TV since uh since the Warriors uh like right before. So he's been sitting there with Jeff Van Gundy, love what they do. Um Sam Cassell also has not been um really given that head coaching job yet, right, Ben? So so we know that he he um he's gotten interviewed and such. Um there's others, there's uh, many others as well. I, I'm not really uh <laughs> So Navy you class. want you I mean, want, want him to go with a
2: vet? You want him to go with a veteran head coach? Is that what you're saying? No, no,
1: no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. Because I think, honestly,
2: tell you the truth, Ben. I think
1: this all depends on what way they're going to go. Yeah, if does, they're going right? to try and keep Brad and Russ, and if they're going to want to bring in you know, like a veteran center or like you know like uh, you know other vets in, then that is like, that could be a completely different coaching hire yeah. than getting you know trading Brad, tr- you know getting rid of Russ bringing in a Cade Cunningham or a Jalen Suggs and then beginning like a rebuild with, with, with a handful of picks in your hand, or in your pocket, Ben, I, I don't know, but if, if they're going to go that way, they should definitely get a younger coach. If they're going to try and keep Brad, they're going to try and keep, um, keep, uh, you know, Russ and, and, and the gang and try and, um, um, try and bring in other all-stars, Ben, they probably should uh, go with maybe more of a more veteran coach, someone who's, uh, more apt to dealing with, with uh, teams like this. So, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, this really all ties into with how, how what direction they're going to go. Uh, ben, do you have any, are there any coaches that you are, are eyeing
2: and maybe any coaches that are, that are on staff that, you, that you're eyeing? Ryan Richmond, who's on staff. He coached the go-go last year. He's known to for being a creative head coach he gets along well with the players. He's very young. He, he has been on the team for the last couple of years. He has a good rapport with uh, a ton of the players on the roster. He has familiarity that I wouldn't necessarily hate. I'm, I'm a very firm believer in the Wizards needing to have outside assessment. So, again, while Richmond would, I think, be a decent head coach in the league, perhaps even a very good head coach in the league, I think they need to hire someone who can assess the roster from an objective point of view. We've talked about Weston Jr. in the past. Maybe even going outside the box, the little Jerry Stackhouse has shown to be a very good coach. He has ties to the organization, obviously. He's a younger head coach um ex-player so he can get along well with the players has that that sort of connection there um but you know you can learn a lot about a team and in the in the the way they hire head coaches i think um look at the jazz just you know five six years ago they hired quinn snyder absolutely changed their the total direction of that franchise and he was uh i mean he was he's done an amazing job He's done an absolutely amazing, fabulous job and at that organization.
1: He, he has exceeded any expectations that they, that you know coming going into the you know going into his first year, Ben. He and now they're just they're running away with the West. He's done a f- fabulous job. Honestly. Yeah, so he's just he great. was
2: hired almost under the same thing that you talked about. This is his younger head coach, first NBA head coaching gig, if I rec- recall correctly. He's coached; he was an assistant coach in Atlanta and with the Lakers. Um, obviously had previous head coaching stints, but he um, was hired as this young coach, an up-and-coming coach, someone you can develop a team with. But quickly, quickly became one of the best coaches in the league, and you learned a lot about the Jazz from that point on because the Jazz outstanding evaluation from the players, from the management, the coaching staff, grade A plus. Salt Lake City is a city of 150,000 people, and they have the best basketball organization in the league, right? But outside of San Antonio, the Lakers, and Boston, and so on. Utah Jazz should not be a good basketball team, but just by pure talent evaluation from, from the top down, they've become one of the best basketball teams on the planet. That's what the Wizards need to do. They need to hire these these sort of unheralded guys and, and women who who may not be the most household name, but know what they're doing. Well, hey man, when you have
1: when you have a an ownership group, when you have people in place that care, that wanna that want to put people you know, front offices in place to, to, to put together a great team and put it together a great coaching staff and draft great prospects. And sure, I mean, the Utah Jazz, they didn't let, you know, Ernie Grunfeld run for 16 years to like really run this, you know, the franchise to like yeah. where it is today. You're right. Ben, when you have, I mean, right, what we're talking about, this t- takes decades, honestly. I mean, it really does. When you it get the people, like, and it, it takes a while. So, and, and I'm not saying, I mean, like, I'm not saying that it's going to take decades for the wizards to be, you know, to, to be at the top of the East. I mean, it might, but, but again, there, there are always shorter routes with, I mean, given the draft, given how, how players pan out. Right. And, and decisions on coaches. So Ben, this is one of the biggest decisions, you know, making, you know, going into the next season. Uh, we don't think Scott Brooks is going to be along for the ride, but um, yes, the, the wizards will be moving forward uh, with someone and Ben, I I think I'm right there with you. I think they should go outside higher. And yeah, we don't know. I mean, if if they're gonna try and keep their veteran players, maybe get a veteran coach, maybe get an old you know older season coach. If they're gonna commit to this rebuild, I'd say go try and find a younger guy, maybe a West unsettled you know side um, uh, junior. He right legacy you know the legacy to the uh, to the franchise obviously. And um, and yeah, Ben, I just I I, I don't know. I I really I I would like someone who's experienced to tell you the truth, um, uh, regardless of I, someone who's who's right for the job. I mean, because Ben, I mean, how how many coaches do you want to recycle before you know doing this all over again? They kept Scotty for a while.
2: They kept Scotty and and Randy Whitman for a while. I mean, Randy Whitman was clearly not going to be there long term, but they extended him just because they made the playoffs. And I think this organization needs to needs to move the pole up, so to speak, in terms of their goal. Because if the Wizards do somehow make a play in spot and Scott Brooks is given an extension or rehired, I mean, what does that say about the team? That they're just cool with getting swept in the playoffs? Like that doesn't send a good message to anybody in that's, the league or the fans.
1: That's that's a question. That's a big question too, though, Ben. Right. Because and it's you a, it's have a good said good one. You have you right I mean, you since I've known you, you have always said the Washington Wizards, they they promote people, they praise people when maybe they shouldn't. And it might come to the time where, where we, we might be sitting here saying, "Well, we got another three years of Scott Brooks."
2: What's yeah, going on? and and I think I'm, I think it, is
1: it, is that a possibility right now?
2: Sure, I, it might I mean, not be a high one, but is it a pop?
1: Do you think it's still possible?
2: Sure. I mean, if they make a play-in spot or a playoff somehow, somehow not not looking good, but somehow if they squeeze, see some conference, like five games behind, right? If they go on a little win streak, they're right, right there again. Right. So it wouldn't shock me if they did. Bradley Beal probably going to be back at some point soon. Um, I think a smart forward thinking franchise would think about shutting Bradley Beal down soon. Letting them letting them get that top pick because nobody can justify making the playoffs over to getting one of these franchise changing players. But the Wizards somehow try and they want to, and preserving jobs is the Wizards way. But well right, point, I shouldn't. mean
1: right, talking here, talking on this platform, right. But maybe if you were if we were in the locker room asking that question to like Brad or Russ and Scott, these guys, they they'd have a much different outlook. They're like, you know, right. I mean, just like every other team every, I mean, you, you always think that every team is hungry, like wanting to win right ready for the playoffs and uh, which is great. But yeah, Ben, like you said, um, there's there's a lot at stake when it comes to a couple right. of games, you know, and, and uh, a few, you know, a future cornerstone for your franchise. Right. When and we're really talking about if you get swept in four games or if you win one game. It's you know it's in five games. I I'm right there with you. I, I mean w- when you looking when you're looking at it like as a realistic standpoint, yes, for a franchise you want the you want the piece you want the pieces for sure.
2: The Wizards need one. It's not even that they want. one. They need one. Simply making the playoffs, getting another 15th pick in a draft as deep as this is not going to cut it. Simply not. It shouldn't even be in the Wizards' mind. What they should do is look to give these veterans some rest, see what they have in a bonga and, and some of these other young players that they haven't gotten much playing time with, and maybe maybe they'll find out that they might have had a player there all along and keep them around and, and then land another top pick. But this is a good segue to another question by Jonathan Kennedy before we wrap up here, my boy Jonathan, yeah, who I know back from Wizard of Oz. Great guy. He talked about and he asked, We all joke about firing Brooks, and if we get and if we get so and so, the Wizards would be better, like we just talked about. But what are your honest opinions on how the Wizards are viewed by the people in the NBA universe? Not Twitter or fans, but actual GMs, agents, and et cetera. Are they a laughing stock? Anthony, this is a great question from you because this is your first season covering the Wizards. And obviously right, coming from a Knicks right. standpoint, just a general NBA standpoint, I want to ask you, Anthony, that's a good question for you. What do you what is your perception of this team as a franchise? Do you think of them as kind of a laughing stock, as a disappointment? Like how do you view this team?
1: I I don't view them as a laughing stock whatsoever. Um I think to tell you the truth, the Knicks are having a great year, and obviously when the Knicks are having a great year, um, for them, they're not having the greatest year, but they're having a great year for, for like for them. Whenever they, whenever they do have an okay year, or whenever anything happens at MSG, it's you know it's like the Fourth of July. Everyone's so happy, and you know, and everything's masked. They they have been a laughing stock. They have been an absolute circus for the past you know fifteen years. And and Ben um, compared to the Wizards, no, I mean the, like a couple years ago, the Wizards were a very like they were a competitive playoff team. No, they I, I mean, you know, John Wall ran into a, uh, a handful of, 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 of terrible injuries. Uh, Bradley Beal uh, was, was a lone star there. They, they never, I mean, Ernie Grunfeld never made the, 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 the stride to, to get them another all-star. They gave them uh, Marshawn Gortat, but shout out Gortat. He was, I mean, he was, he was a great center. Absolutely. Um, nothing against him. He had a great career, uh, but Ben. I don't think the franchise itself. No, they're not, they're not the laughing stock at all. Um, Right now they're having, they're having another lottery season last season. You can't really judge. It was the COVID season and they didn't have John wall all season. And obviously they were going into this season. They were last year, all season. We, we went, we were going through the whole season with the perception that John wall will be back next year alongside Bradley Beal. And they will try and, you know, get back to that playoff, you know, uh, you know, form and, and of course the trade happened brought in Russ still with those expectations. No, they're not a laughing stop. They, uh, they just, they're going through a transition, Ben 16 years, of Ernie, right. They're transitioning from that to Tommy. I know you said, Tommy's been here just as long, but not, but, but now he's fitting into this role. He's making decisions. And so far his first free agency wasn't the best, right? Signed Robin Lopez, how Neto, Anthony Gill. Not, you know, nothing really, no big, different difference makers for defensive purposes. Like they needed, you know, from last year. Last year they're they're the worst defensive team in the league. This year again, same. And bringing Russ in, I mean, we love Russ, right? He puts up great numbers. He has he's accolades every game. He's put, he's breaking d- different NBA records like he always has. But um, still, there's two capable guys in this team, and the offense runs literally through them. Ben, uh, they're not a laughing stock by any means. They're not they're not a joke. This is not a circus at all in my mind. Um, this is this is a transition period. And they're at a crossroads. They need, to, they need to figure out what they're doing with their front office. They need to figure out what they're doing with coaching. And they need to figure out what what way this team is going. You got Bradley Beal. He's twenty seven. He's about to be 28 years old. You, you might as well already mark him at 28 because this season might be a wash. I know that they're not far out of a playoff spot, Ben, but it's looking pretty, it's looking pretty set right now for the East. And, and those playoff teams are really like one game apart, a half game apart right now. So, Ben – I'm not sitting here saying the Washington Wizards are a laughing stock at all because there's me, there's many more teams that have had seasons like this, awful seasons, you know, five, six, seven years in a row. So so I don't I'm not sitting here saying they're a laughing stock. I'm I'm just sitting here saying that they're going through a transition period, but they need to make a decision on these things. They need to figure out I mean, right? We, if they, if they come, they go and wishy-washy, they keep Tommy next year, they keep Scott next year, and they don't really change anything. And if Brad and Russ are back and we don't, and they didn't really bring in anyone that, that much different, Ben, that's ridiculous. That yeah. then, 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 right. then, you start to get to the point where you're like, what, what's going on? This is abs- this is crazy. And, and, uh, but, but right now I'm not going to sit here and like, go crazy about it because yeah, it's one season. They're trying it with Russ. You know, it's Russ has been here for 30 some odd games. 40 games and, uh, or I, I'm sorry, um, uh, 50 games, but, uh, but yes, Ben, um, a laughing stock. No, I'm just, yes, just a transition, a transition period, tough, tough season. What can you do? Not a laughing stock though. Do you, you've covered the team forever. Okay. I've covered the team one year and, um, and yeah, Ben, you, you, you know, you know, the, the entirety of the history inside and out. So Ben, are they a laughing stock to you? Do you, I mean, cause you, you've been riding along as long as uh, all of these listeners. So, so what do you think? They used to be, question?
2: they used to be when JaVale McGee, Andre Blatch, Nick Young, Jordan Crawford and co were walking around and literally pooping in each other's shoes and, and, um, whiffing on lottery pick after lottery pick. They were a laughing stock. They were the Sacramento Kings. They were the Minnesota Timberwolves. They were the right, Newark right. Knicks. There was no difference between those teams. There was no organization. There was nothing. Um, I understand that Ted Leonsis is not a perfect owner, but when he bought the team, um, he made significant investments and they paid luxury tax. They did have good teams not long ago. You're right. They had John prime John Wall who ended the playoffs, was an MVP caliber player. Bradley Beal was coming into the zone. Otto Porter, they paid a lot of money to stick around. They and was a, They tried. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't always work out. And the Wizards had some bad luck. They are not a laughing stock. They are a bad basketball team, but they're far from a laughing stock. They're not the Kings. They're not the Wolves. Um, they're, they're stepping out of that. But you know, you can't even allow yourself to teeter on the edge of that, though. If they if they bring back a Scott Brooks and make no changes and kind of just want to run it back then you're teetering on the edge of entering that territory. And the Wizards can't afford to do that. I think, to make, I think they need to make serious changes that, that shows the fan base that they're, that they're serious about winning games. And, and they have made a real commitment. This team is $1 million away from, from the luxury tax. It's hard to believe, but they are. And they paid davis Bertans a lot of money. They want to keep Thomas Bryant around for a long time. They obviously made that trade for Russell Westbrook. Wow. These aren't trades and signings that laughingstock teams make. They, they, it wasn't – some of them were, were – not And prepared. they found a gem in TB. Yeah, and, and look, they found a gem These in David gems too. Found. It doesn't mean that David is worth that, his contract, but all... he's, he's very good. Exactly, right. I mean, the, 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 right. the right. Spurs right. traded – the San Antonio Spurs, who have the greatest reputation in basketball, traded him just to create a roster spot for, for uh, Marcus Morris. And what are they doing Right, Washington? and I love that – He became yeah. one of the best shooters I, in the league
1: and i i love how you always do your diligence ben because yes that uh, greg popovich wanted to hold on to to a, a davis bertons right. right but they were they were making room for for morris but you know he <laughs> ended up screwing them yeah. uh, which is hilarious honestly uh because the, i mean the morris twins that that was i, I really would have loved to to hear what that conversation was like between um uh between him and greg popovich because hey Talk about two tough guys, right? Two guys, two intimidating guys. You you really don't want to talk to. But th- that question, yes, like it's easy. It's so easy to always go go off on any team during the now, yeah. After forty, fifty games, so easy to to to. to to go after these guys, you know, ap- like tear Russ down av- after every game with like eight turnovers and, and all that, and, and and that's great. But here's the thing. The Wizards, they're not going to be in this hole much longer. They just won't be. They're, they're not that type of franchise that will just always, always be in that hole for, what, a decade on end? I mean, no. I mean, like the Knicks and the Timberwolves, like, like teams that you brought up, yes, teams like that, I mean, ownership like that, they create it. I mean, and you're, and you're right. I mean, Ted, he may not be a perfect owner, but you're everything you just said, he tries, he does, he does try. So, I mean, having an ownership group that, that tries to put forth an effort. Yes. There's our ownership groups out there that, that literally live for this stuff. Mark Cuban, um, you know, our friend over in, in, in LA, obviously, and obviously JD bus because this is their life. But um, but all, all these billionaires—I mean, it's, let's just face it—these the, are like business venture, ventures to, to most of these guys and gals that uh that are a part of these groups. And uh, and yeah, Ben. So so right now, I think for Wizards fans, it's kind of just like sit tight and see what they what they choose to do in the off season because this is the biggest choice here. You have so many choices to make. What are you gonna do with your front office? What's going on with your coaching? Where's Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook going? Yeah. Okay. So that's Ben's what right. it is. That's what it is. And I think if that's right. So it's, once we have those answered, then then we can then we can move forward with a lot. But right now, it's kind. Of, this is very. Uh, this is very. This is a standstill unless they go on a run. And Ben, it's not looking good. Yeah. It's yeah not. This
2: season, in terms of wins and losses, I'd say it's probably over. But you're right. There's a lot of unanswered questions with this roster, with this team, with the coaching staff, front office, ownership, and co. Um, look, it wouldn't surprise me if they try and make another big splash, if they go after Masai Ujiri, if they go after one of these big top front do office it. members. Do it. Try it. They got it. The Wizards, unlike a lot of teams, do. like They, they tried getting Quiet Leonard. They tried getting Paul George. They tried getting Masai Ujiri last year. They, they whiffed. They tried getting tried
1: getting KD in 2016. Couldn't uh, even get was, an interview. I don't
2: even know if, if oh. the effort was there. But uh, the effort was... <laughs> basically, the effort was like, oh, he's from D.C., so let's hope he picks up the phone. But yeah, that's Ernie Grunfeld, and the, and the door is shut there, so we won't even talk about that. Oh, man, I guess you mentioned it. Why not? Man, they wanted KD, and they got Yan me. Come on. <laughs> but no, we won't go deep into that. I'm sorry. No, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring it up. Yeah, yeah man, no no, no bueno there. But <laughs> Lockdown Wizards fans, we appreciate you submitting these questions. It's a nice change of pace. Maybe we'll continue doing this throughout the rest of the season. A little Monday mailbag Tuesdays, right? That makes sense. Yeah, right? We're going to submit it on. If we post it on Tuesday, we get the questions on Monday. It's a Monday mailbag Tuesday, so – Lockdown Wizards fans, thank you for submitting those. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. A heartbreak loss, but guess what? Cade Cunningham might be on the way. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Lockdown Wizards for Anthony. We'll be back again tomorrow.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.